What's up everyone and welcome to episode 89 of the Justin Insight Podcast, a show where I, Tim Birkbeck, talk to people involved in the world of alternative music and find out what makes them tick. I uh, hope everyone's well. Um, I am now fully recovered from whatever the fuck that virus was that I had. Um, so yeah, things are, are back to normal in Tim's world after being wiped out for sort of a half a week last week and not being able to do anything. Um, so I actually managed to, to get out of the house and, and do a few things this week. Uh, I went and saw Basement and Joyce Manor uh, in Southampton, which was lots of fun. Um, <coughs> oh, sorry, excuse me. Um, and it was my first sort of quote-unquote big gig that I was taking photos of. I, I had a official photo pass and everything. Um, so, as always, the photos of that are up on my Instagram, uh, which you can go follow, which is xgingertimx. Yes, I know, very MySpace of me, but I don't give a shit. Um, and also, there'll be a review up of it on the Justin Insight WordPress for the first time in a long time. Um, I just haven't got around to writing it yet. I've had a pretty pretty busy weekend as well. Um, as well as that, I went to a wrestling show for the first time in what feels like forever, um, because there was the return of Pac, aka Neville from WWE uh, in Portsmouth and I still stand by the fact that Portsmouth should not be allowed good wrestling shows. Um, crowds just suck ass and yeah, it just it's just a flat atmosphere, like it doesn't make for a good wrestling show in my opinion but Pac was awesome, uh, El Fantasmo and A-Kid, awful name for a wrestler, uh, had a really good match as well but yeah, all in all, uh, an average wrestling show in my opinion but yeah, that was my week gone, um, we'll hit into some news, not a lot of news this week to be honest, uh, the main thing we're going to start off with, uh, a few more bands have been announced for next year's slam dunk festival um it's a festival that doesn't really interest me but i'm sure that there's listeners out there that are interested um the bands that kind of grab my my attention that have been announced have been uh menzingers uh turnstile and of course glassjaw um but if slam dunk is your cup of tea then go over to their, their website see the full lineup and i'm sure there'll be something that that piques your fancy um and literally something else that was announced as I was about to record this intro, uh, Vane have announced that they're going to be heading on a UK headline tour uh, with Higher Power uh, starting February 14th, 2019. Uh, they're going to be hitting Birmingham, Glasgow, Leeds, Manchester, Bristol, London, Southampton, Brighton and Norwich. So uh, if you've seen any of their videos on Hate 5.6 or anything else, Oh, their videos from uh, last year's Outbreak Festival. You know that Vane go absolutely wild live. So, if you're in any of those cities I just mentioned, uh, prepare to say goodbye to your local venue. That's all I'm going to say. Um, so yeah, that's it for the news. So, shall we get into this week's guest? Uh, and kind of going back to old format, uh, just an insight because we've got multiple guests. Uh, I'm joined by three quarters of the band Modern Rituals. Uh, I caught up with Harry, Rob and Jake when they were playing in Brighton uh, recently with former podcast guests, Rope. Uh, we discussed how the guys met, we discussed how Modern Rituals has kind of been uh, Jake's first experience of being in like a live touring band really. Um, and also sort of how Modern Rituals are always kind of the odd one out on, on bills and whether that's an advantage or disadvantage for them. So yeah. Uh, please, as always, sit back, enjoy the chat that I have with Rob, Jake and Harry, and I'll see you on the other side. 
sat in the wonderful wheels of the modern ritual boys <laughs> uh, here in Brighton, day after they played London. So we'll start off with that. How was London for you guys? Great. Yeah, it was fucking excellent, wasn't it? Am I allowed to swear? Yeah, yeah, of Sweet. course. Okay, I should have actually, sorry, I should have given, your, <laughs> given names, really. So oh, yeah. Harry, Rob, Jake, there we go. So we got, get, get a bit of voice recognition, so. This is Rob, hello, I play bass. This is Jake, drums. This is Harry, guitar, and yeah. singing. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, yeah, London. How was London? Mm. It was banging. It was stressful because the birthday sh like shut down and then they cancelled the show there oh, on, shit, on yeah, like, the Monday yeah. before. Yeah. Then they moved it to New River. New River have an amazing new stage, like live room set up, and it's gorgeous. It's yeah. yeah. We it, it was quite nice being there because we wrote a lot of um, a lot of the songs in our set there. Oh, you practice like, well, Yeah, we practice oh, there quite okay. a bit. So, so, they yeah. got, like, so it's got like an art space, it's got studios, it's got a living quarters upstairs, and it's oh, got so a room. It's, it's really like it's got everything. A great. Yeah, yeah. A great like kind of flagship way better of, than birthdays isn't yeah it? for sure <laughs> it's, it's a different vibe isn't it like it's a yeah. new river's a much more kind of like halfway house between a club venue and a diy venue and yeah they run it really really well i think um and it's just a nice place to be it's like it's, mm, a, it's a very little, chilled isn't it yeah Atmosphere. So yeah, it was good. There was like quite a lot of people there. The sound was really good. Ren played. And Ren yeah, yeah, yeah. Ren incredible. Absolutely crushed yeah. it, which was awesome. Uh, mm. We hadn't seen Rope in a while, and they're you know good friends of ours. So a little bottle of Magnum. <laughs> yeah, you had a little bottle of Magnum. Sort us right. You out, ever had one of those, Tim? A Magnum? I can't say I have. No. The, the, Harry, explain the Magnum calculus. What's it? Do you need something? Sorry, Thank absolutely. You. It's alright. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so it's on the whole, fucking amazing. Nice, really good show. Yeah, it's yeah. Very nice. Um, so as I said, like it's cut, the show's kind of like a retrospective look at, back on like how you guys got into music and then obviously how sort of you formed the band. So I'll go sure. with you, Harry, first. How did you first kind of get into sort of alternative music to start with? Well, I was really lucky because where I grew up, they had um, a thing called Grosvenor House, right. um, which was basically like a council-funded place where kids could go and pay like a quid each. And, and you go, and uh, there's uh, that on Thursday nights and on Saturdays, it did this thing called Rock School. Right. So when I was 11, I started going to this because nice. I just like loved playing guitar and stuff. And so I just started doing bands from that age and then it just went from there, really, because yeah. it got you exposed to stuff, start going to shows in Southampton and stuff. and. Yeah, it was, it was a good way to get into it, really. So was it sort of like people kind of from all different sort of like musicals or yeah. like tastes and stuff? I mean, everyone was sort of really into post-hardcore then. It was like oh, okay. Thrice, Thursday, all these bands, like 2003 sort of time. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So like it was, I think that was kind of the main thing was, yeah, post-hardcore was what, yeah. what everyone was kind of trying to do. Um, well, not everyone, I mean, there was all the shit cheese rock bands. Like, <laughs> a big thing around that way, like around that time, you're completely right. Like I'm from Winchester, which is yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Up, just up the road really. And yeah, all of my musical like formative years playing in bands and stuff, it all started out when that kind of post career. Yeah, yeah. I think it's really like quite similar, like even in, in like Portsmouth, there's like a lot of bands that were trying to emulate like, like sort of like Thursday yeah, and, and yeah. things like that sort of in those kind of early days. But for, in terms of guitar, was that mm. sort of the instrument that you were always drawn to? Um, I was so when I was when I was um, up until the age of thirteen, I played drums and guitar. Right. And then okay. basically, when I was like thirteen, because I went to a school where the drum lessons were amazing, so you just got got you like with headphones on and got you to play along to all the songs you like. Oh, sick! And then guitar, I was having lessons with a guy in his room who was just teaching me how to play AFI and Alkaline Trio and stuff like that. <laughs> so that was so I was having a really good time doing both. But eventually, it was a point where I was like, I can't keep doing both. Yeah, yeah. So I, I picked guitar mainly because it was like. It's just easier, <laughs> like yeah, like like I know I didn't have a drum kit or anything, so yeah, it was just kind of yeah. like may as well just keep with the thing I've got the equipment for. That's fair um, enough. Yeah. So, Rob, you've kind of mentioned already a little bit, sort of thrice and stuff, but what kind of got you into sort of alternative music? Um, uh, a book called uh, "The Rough Guide to uh, Rock." Which <laughs> nice. I uh, I had a 
of um, like a brief stint in uh, boarding school for half a term when, oh, okay. I, was about, when I was about 12, 13. And uh, I was just, I'd just sit in the library all the time and read this book. Uh, and I'd never heard any of these bands. And uh, I kind of got to the like Nirvana entry and was reading about it. I was like, oh, they sound cool. I had no context to go on whatsoever. And then uh, went to WH Smith's and saw Nevermind for like a tenner. So I bought it. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nevermind was, it was uh, like... Uh, that's a big intro yeah that was that was when i was 13 and just from that moment i was like well this is my life now <laughs> so uh yeah here i am and in terms same as harry in terms of kind of playing instruments when did you kind of um get into I, that? It, it was kind of around the same time really uh in that yeah i just you know fell really hard for um for the grunge thing that was kind of already dead but i really loved it romanticized and me and my mates at school like just decided we all wanted to be in a band so uh, I think my birthday was last, so I didn't really get to choose what instrument I played. Um, <laughs> Is and that my, why? Uh, yeah, that's why I started playing bass. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, so I mean, for for a long time, then after that, I switched off bass and was in a few bands playing guitar as well. But then, after uh, joining Modern Rituals a couple of years ago, kind of got back on the bass yeah. train and really enjoying it. It's nice to fun, nice yeah. to only have four strings and <laughs> not have to think about anything too hard. <laughs> and Jake, for yourself, how did you kind of? What was your, your um, intro to it? Just, yeah, like school friends has kind of me and a few school friends have started playing tunes together and just ever since then <laughs> started playing tunes together. <laughs> and yeah, that's, that's kind of it. We just like started exploring different types of music. And I think more of like the alternative stuff has kind of come to me definitely through these guys. Like, okay. Since joining Modern Rituals, I was kind of, prior to that, I used to drum for like some indie bands and just okay. sort of more kind of like... Um, I guess some poppier stuff. Yeah. So like these guys and just being at Modern Mitchells and playing with like the bands that we're playing with just kind of really opened me up to just way way more Jake, different. Jake loved of... Ren. That's the first heavy. Yeah, band fucking it. love <laughs> Ren. Yeah. yeah, definitely my favourite heavy band right now yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's kind of that's kind of. It. And again, in terms of playing drums, like what was it that kind of drew you, drew you to that? I was in um, primary school and uh, a, a band came in and they were, they played I think the Pink Panther theme tune. <laughs> nice. And um, I don't even know if I've even told you this story. Oh, I, don't think I've yeah. <laughs> I can't even remember how it goes. It's like, and um, I just loved the drummer. And it was a full band, and I just loved the drummer. I was like, sick. I really want to play drums. That's fucking amazing. Yeah. And so it must have been probably year, maybe like year one or something like that, year two in primary school. And yeah, I was just like really taken by this drummer. So I was like, really want to play drums. And kind of, I've just basically been solidly playing drums. Since then, I've dabbled in guitar and piano and stuff, but drums has kind of always been yeah. my main kind of really instrument. Really a polymath in, in terms of music, aren't you? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. And in terms of kind of your own sort of going into sort of live music, so obviously, Harry, we met when you were in the long haul. Yeah. But yeah. Sort of what was your kind of embryonic bands? Like, I, I guess, like the quote unquote first real band, because obviously everyone kind of has yeah. bands in sort of school and stuff and they fade away after that but what would you kind of say was the, the first real bands that you, that you got, were in got you started like yeah, touring yeah, and yeah, things like yeah. that yeah well I was just saying when, when I was 18 I when I was went to do my A-levels I was in a band then that just it was just guys from Salisbury it, it come from th- right. this rock school thing oh, and okay, cool. it was at the end of sixth form and um, yeah was just, that summer we wanted to go on tour so like I think that was the band that I first did that stuff with yeah what, what sort of music was that uh, that was a, a sort of I suppose it was kind of heavy um it was, I can't really describe. It was like not very good. <laughs> uh, like I don't know. How, it was quite screamy. Wasn't quite it? screamy. Like, I, 
I, I don't even know what to call I it. I can't it was, remember them now. Like it was such a long time ago. It wasn't very good. But anyway, <laughs> but, but like that 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 happened in that summer, and uh, that was two thousand eight. And then um, later on that summer, that band ended. So everyone went off, finished school, and did other yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I started a band called We Stare at Mirrors with some guys. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and that 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 band was the first one that led into like doing a bit more stuff. Then that ended, and then did some punk bands, and then did the long haul. And the yeah, long, the yeah. long haul was, I think, the, the the up to that point was was the, the most fun with touring and yeah, yeah. producing things and stuff like that. So um, yeah, I think that was probably my yeah. journey in. Yeah, Jake, what about you? Um, this is probably the first band that I've been this like toured consistently like, okay. since we've been here. Like the, my previous bands, I mean, there's never really like massive drive to do like tours and stuff it's always just like one-off shows and there's no one in the bands that really like super kind of wanted to get the touring kind of side of things sorted yeah yeah um so this is like yeah this has probably been the band that i've toured the most with yeah which has been great so um rob what about you um i was in like a couple of sort of like so sure, kind of like yeah well i was in a couple of bands at college um which didn't really uh, end up going anywhere. It was just stuff that we did at college, and yeah. the bassist in one of those bands. Uh, after the band broke up, we were like, "Well, we want to keep making music together." So, on my gap year, um, started a band called Cesura, um from Winchester, which was pretty cool. And we did quite a bit and released a, an EP. And then, over the years, kind of uh, we got a keyboardist and changed our name to uh, On Histories of Rosenberg. As we do. <laughs> I really, I was, I was very against that name change. It was sort of like a post-rocky kind of uh, tw- twinkly emo <laughs> sort of thing. It, it started off a lot rockier, more right, kind of at the driving and then it evolved into something a bit more sedate, I think. But um, yeah, it was pretty cool. We released a few EPs and went on some good tours. Toured with our friends Talons, who are still going. Oh so yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they also Talons. they they played in London last night as well. Mm. And we were going to try and meet up afterwards. Yeah, yeah. That's like there's yeah. A, I think it's December first. Yeah. There's like literally, but like here, Bristol and London. There's like a combination of like six different gigs that like I really want to go to. <laughs> it's like fucking ridiculous. It's annoying. Really. I mean, it's so good, but it's so bad at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Like, when you, but we, did, we didn't end up meeting up with Talons, did we? No, it was sad, yeah. I got a text from Ruben this morning. I oh. just went back to Sam's house. Oh, yeah, um, yeah they're, they're really good guys. It's, it's nice that they're still going as well, because they really are, a, for me, they're a band I've been friends with for so long because of that, my, yeah, yeah. my old band. And we still get along really, really well and yeah. see each other all the time. Um, yeah, Art Tangent was good for that. Yeah, because yeah, um, well, I, I bumped into them at Art Tangent. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, it was so nice. I hadn't seen them for a, a while at that point, certainly not all together. And it's just like none of them have changed at all. They're all still <laughs> yeah. as lovely as like the day that I met them, uh, which is great. Always nice to see them. And um, Harry, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to you for a little bit just because I want to talk about the long haul. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> sorry. sorry. Um, Who doesn't want to talk about well, the long haul? Change the fucking record. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the reason I bring it up. Oh, hello, Kai. Oh, guys. <laughs> <laughs> What you, you need, coming, you right? what's up? Yeah, I need your power thing. Oh, yeah, I'll come and get it for you. <laughs> <laughs> we're, doing, we're, doing, we're in for the long haul, mate. Um, that was good. Lyricist. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, obviously, when you joined the band, like, yeah. obviously, Kurt had left. The band were kind of like on a, I guess, a, an upward yeah, time sort of thing. Yeah, definitely, yeah. So, firstly, how did it come about that you were in the band? And was it kind of a bit of a weird situation? Because, obviously, when you kind of came in, it was kind of starting from scratch again. Like obviously, the first show you guys yeah. did, it was all new material new songs, and everything yeah. like that. So, was it a bit of a weird sort of scenario to be put into? Um, I really want. I, I was like in the perfect like frame of mind to do that at the time. Okay. Um, 
because I was just I, I was doing a band called Tireless at the time with small friends from Salisbury, and mm. we um, were just doing occasional things. And uh, when I knew Lewis because he'd helped record the EP we did, right? Okay. And then so I sort of became aware they were looking for someone by that. And um, when it came up, I was just I was at uni, I was doing philosophy, I was reading a lot. I was just kind of the perfect time for me to be sitting down writing lyrics and yeah, so yeah, being. Yeah. Doing uh, vocals and writing, being able to write like sort of quite long sets of lyrics for for those sorts of songs was perfect. Yeah. Um, I was 21. I was just kind of ready to do that kind of thing. <laughs> so like basically they, they they put it out and I sent them an email. Um, they sent me a demo and said write write some lyrics for this. Um, so I did write them all quickly. I was I was actually really happy with those lyrics. Um, I was like that came out pretty easy. Yeah, yeah. So I sent I sent that to Lewis. They all dug it and um and they kind of went from there. It's just I think it was about being not being. A DOS actually putting the work in, and yeah, like, yeah. I think that was the important part was being shown that you'd actually were willing to work hard. Yeah, for, yeah. For these and things. I forgot to mention this obviously in terms of kind of when you were sort of doing guitars. Obviously, you did vocals in the long haul. Mm. Obviously, doing vocals now in Modern Rituals. Yeah. Like, was that something that you were always kind of drawn to as well in terms of being not a frontman but like a vocalist that you want, or was that something that came sort of through necessity when you were younger? Sort of Definitely thing? necessity because yeah. like I remember doing when I was doing We Stay at Mares, we had a guy who was. Uh, doing the vocals and uh, we thought he was going to be fine and it got nearer and nearer to the first show and it turned out he was more or less like unable to do it like he okay. had no sense of rhythm nothing oh, shit. and so I was like fucking hell someone's got to do it the show's coming up so I, I did it um, and, and stopped doing guitar as a result and then right. it just kind of stuck and since then it's, it's only been like with Modern Rituals it's different but with everything before that it was kind of just um uh, the, the necessary steps to make sure it was done how it should yeah, be done yeah, yeah. <laughs> like without someone you know, without any sense of rhythm doing or anything like that like I think it was just it, was, it, it wasn't it wasn't for any desire to do it it yeah, was just more yeah. for uh, yeah wanting to avoid the alternative <laughs> <laughs> but obviously you must have kind of enjoyed it because obviously you've carried it on so yeah I mean like now again with Modern Rituals again it's like I think I only do vocals because someone has to <laughs> and because lots of it comes from me sitting at home writing these songs so like it kind of has to work that way yeah I, I'm not, I've, I don't think I've got a natural singing voice I don't, it's not something that has felt like it's been hard work to yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. Look, figure out how to do it um, and again yeah like it's only because maybe because I'm a control freak maybe like just <laughs> Wouldn't, wouldn't want to hand it over to someone else, apart That's from a few people who I respect enough to like. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Ray being one of them. Yeah. And in terms of kind of when sort of modern rituals were sort of because it's 2015. Yeah, that? about then. Yeah. yeah, it came together a bit later on than that. I think like properly. As yeah. A, me and Jake got together in 2015. Yeah. That was when we first started, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, when did the the kind of idea sort of to to start this sort of band? Because obviously for you going from the long haul something quite sort of mm. abrasive and stuff like modern rituals is obviously the kind of polar opposites in some aspects yes yeah, yeah so was that the kind of mentality when you started this band that you always wanted to have that kind of sound i i, I got really with the long haul i got really sick of watching heavy bands all the time right it's, it's nothing against them I, I think i'm with jake now and thinking that there's a few heavy bands i really really like yeah, yeah. and there's lots that kind of and i think when you're touring and you're hearing it all the time yeah yeah it just yeah. starts to wear down on you a bit and i think my my aim with it was from the very beginning anything that stayed true with that i think was just to be able to have a varied like um a varied experience when you're doing shows yeah and to be able to get to play with and see a bunch of bands and not just fit into a little like like a bubble category sort of yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah yeah so like that's been the only consistent thing since day one since like first thinking about it i think mm. was just wanting to not get categorized or get stuck in a scene that kind of because you know what it's like, like like even if you're in any kind of scene it's going to 
piss you off in some way eventually. <laughs> and like, yeah. The important thing, I think, is to keep what you're doing enjoyable. And if you know, So I think avoiding things that wear you down is, yeah, is the yeah, key yeah. thing. So that was kind of the aim with that, I think. Like, and how did... Because obviously you... I've heard a lot of you talking, so have you guys all known each other for, for quite a while then? I got to know Jake when I was in sixth form. Yeah, so we uh, went to the same college. You're a year above, weren't you? Yeah. At college. So we've kind of known each other since college, but yeah. then... You and Rob to go back. Me and Rob yeah. hadn't been in touch for years. Yeah, really. So yeah, I, I'd say I knew Rob very, very, very vaguely through his sisters. I was friends with her at school. Okay. Um, and then when we started this, I got back in touch with you right at the beginning, yeah, 2016, yeah. wasn't it? And then, and then we met up. You came down to the show with Tom Briley and the band. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I, yeah, my first experience of Modern Rituals was watching them <laughs> um, with their old bassist. And I think, yeah, like Harry was saying, we hadn't because he'd been asked to, not yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and like, we hadn't spoken for years, but it was just nice to hang out again, wasn't it? And yeah, it was good, yeah. You mentioned that Tom, the old bassist, was leaving. I was like, well, I'm actually kind of looking for something to yeah, do yeah, musically. Yeah. But, but, but we, we, we sent Rob the EP, didn't we? Yeah. We, so so the, we did the EP. Yeah. Um, we, I, I did all, you did the drums, I did everything else. Yeah. And so we, we were able to send that to Rob to give him an idea of where it was going. Yeah, exactly. Right. I think that was... That was, yeah, it was really the clincher, because I think before that there was a demo knocking around that was pretty rough, wasn't it? Yeah. And then when I heard the EP, I was like, Oh, sick. Okay, no, I really want to to do this. Mm. Um, yeah, that's how that happened. Then we, there was still a little bit of recording left to do, so I had some it was some extra vocals. Like, oh yeah, you gave me some extra vocals. Did yeah. a little bit of vocals and yeah. I got, what was the question? <laughs> I wasn't here for this. Uh, it's basically it's how, quite, how you guys all because obviously you mentioned sort of like knowing each other. From yeah. Like, yeah. Stuff, so like I just kind of wondered how. Modern rituals came to be, but you can't. Yeah, that was, that was, that was it. it wasn't like we were all best mates no, before, but no. we, we knew who each other were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sort of like me and Harry were quite friendly at college through like various mutual friends, but I we hadn't. We hadn't your band, like, yeah, you're going one of my friends. <laughs> yeah, years and years ago, but we hadn't really seen each other for ages, had we? And then no, no, no. Um, our mutual friend Ben, he was just like, Harry's in this band looking for a drummer, I think. He wants to start a band. He wants to start a band. Yeah, yeah, wants to start a band, and I wasn't doing anything at the time because all the other stuff I was doing was stopped, like fizzled out. And I was like, yeah, sick. So Ben just like said, shoot out a message. Yeah. Kind of, we just like met up for a jam, didn't we? Yeah. And that was it. Just, yeah, I think I'd seen Jake play before and I thought he was a good drummer. And, like, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I've been quite lucky with drummers in the in the past. So like, so <laughs> yeah. I, so like, I kind of like, I, I just find it very hard to play with people who can't just fully like lock into what they're doing. Yeah. And like, yeah, that was yeah. the main thing with Jake was that he had good style and just kind of locked into stuff. And obviously he was a very talented drummer. So yeah. Like, so yeah, like that was kind of why. There you go, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of touched upon it sort of a little bit. And obviously, Jake, you mentioned the kind of playing sort of more of an indie bands. Yeah. Rob kind of doing sort of the kind of post-rocky sort of stuff. Mm. And obviously the long hauls, hardcore things. And obviously yeah. Modern Rituals is a very different sound to mm. that. So like, was there like a conscious sort of thought like when you did the EP that this is what, like what we wanted to sound? Or was it when the kind of the moving elements sort of all came together that that sound collectively came? I think that there wasn't like necessarily, a, there's certainly become, being, there's nowadays less of a like sort of calculated effort to sound like something. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. I think when that, doing the first EP, you kind of want to carve your first like part of the pathway, don't you? So yeah, you kind yeah. of want to be like, well, even though we don't want to like, bra- like sort of get, get it locked into anything, um, there's definitely a, an angle to begin with. Yeah. So I think the EP was about making it Loud and yeah, it was very dinosaur junior influence, yeah, yeah. like that kind of thing. There's like a, a band from um, the US called Ovlov who were all really, really into, yeah, who yeah. are kind of similar, like those big, thick, fuzzy leads. Yeah. Um, but I think it, yeah, even since that EP, the the 
what we listen to and the sound has just changed so much, hasn't it? Like, yeah. I think, like you say, that EP, there was kind of a distinct, this is what you want to do. I mean, I, you, you wrote it all, but, um, <laughs> but then with the, the album, I think it just, it, it, the writing process was probably quite different because we were all a lot more involved in it. It was more that they'd, they'd, the songs would come in as a bass, yeah. yeah, and then yeah, everyone because because there's never like me going to Rob, right, play this. It's just like here's what yeah. I'm playing, yeah. figure out what you're playing, and then Hef, you know, would, would do his bit and same yeah. with Jake. Um, and, and so I think the songs got more input from different people in that yeah. respect because of that. Yeah, um, there's a lot of like just kind of tweaking and yeah. saying, hey, how about we do this bit here and this bit here, rearranging mm. and stuff like that. Yeah. Which, yeah, ended up in this album that none of us know what it sounds like. No. no, no <laughs> nobody else seems to know what it yeah. sounds like either. No, which is good and bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And when you first, was it just the three of you when you first started? I, I say when it became what it is now, it was us three. Yeah. And then we got Lid to, from, a guy from Brunch, a band called Brunch. We got right. um, Adrian to do some stuff for us because we're playing with Brunch a lot anyway. Um, but then he was never, really, as you said, he was never truly ours. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he always really belongs and, to and alone, wasn't he? We did this tour at the end of 2016. It was a very hard tour was on yeah, our own. And, and Adrian played for like the first bit of it. Yeah. And Adrian uh, couldn't do the whole of it. So he we went back to three-piece. And the shows were noticeably harder. And yeah. I think we struggled. And we were like, okay, I think we need to have that extra guitar in, yeah. in the band. Like It obviously makes it work more for us. Um, and then Tom Ray, my friend from Salisbury, became mm. the first real guitarist. And... He uh, he didn't he did a couple of months and then we got Hef in yeah and, and then Hef did a, a year and now we got year, yeah. now we got Tom Hill in who hopefully sticks with us yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's the curse of the second modern guitarist yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing like there seems there seems to be like especially especially in the UK like bands have certain members that like just seem to go in rotation like, yeah I always because obviously oh, I'm really good friends with like the Svalbard guys and oh, I always yeah. say they've got the curse of the bassist yeah yeah, yeah I think yeah. they've had about like four different bassists yeah. and things like that I think so. Hef played bass for them sometimes yeah yeah, 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 yeah he's filled in for them a couple of times and things like that so was it a case like you kind of touched on it there but like bringing in that second guitarist was it just a case of like where you'd sort of written the songs and recorded them like the live element maybe wasn't coming across as well oh certainly certainly without the second guitar mm. because they were all written to have two guitars right, like, it okay. was all like meant to be like that and, and it, all it was was it was a sort of compromise by not having it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and like it wasn't really worth spending the time you've booked off work it's costing you money and effort <laughs> yeah. and everything else doing that if it wasn't going to be good yeah um, so it taught us a lot I think doing that yeah. um, it, it wasn't the best thing for us to go through I think it was good for us to learn from, but it wasn't yeah. so good to experience. Like, just because we were just like, oh, Christ, this is yeah. not how it's meant to be. And we got, like, three more shows to play. Yeah, 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 yeah. Luckily, he joined us for the final show in Bristol, which mm. was a very nice way to end it. But it was hard. So. There yeah. was certainly, yeah. I think there was, it was it was a case of no going back, really. Because when we were first That's a three-piece, yeah. none of us noticed it. It was like, right, oh, this okay. is great. And then after having Adrian, we were like, oh, oh shit. shit. Yeah, this <laughs> yeah. is so it's much worse without him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And something that, like, as an outsider, I've like, noticed about you guys is you are... A like on the road quite a lot like mm. even if it's just sort of like little weekenders yeah. and things and Jake this one kind of for, for you obviously yeah. you mentioned sort of this is kind of the first band that you've kind of been doing that on yeah. so how's that has it kind of opened your eyes to sort of like I, I don't want to say being a touring musician yeah. but like to experience sort of like the DIY ethos like being on the road more and have you kind of do you reckon that's helped you as a, as a musician oh absolutely 100% and like as I was saying like being in the band has just introduced me to so many more different types of music mm. and playing with different bands as well. So completely, yeah, it's like definitely rounded my playing as well, just influences 
like with heavier bands as well, like I'm loving playing the heavier stuff because I've never really done heavy music before. Yeah. And so not that modern rituals are heavy, but like the heavier elements that we kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. do incorporate, which I've absolutely loved. So yeah, it's been like definitely a great experience. But also you've learned about playing when you're under the weather, haven't you? Oh my God, <laughs> yeah. Because that's another thing you have to do if you're doing yeah, like... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just got super ill in... I got ill in Leeds and um, we were in Manchester the next day and I was fine all throughout the day. And just about an hour before we started playing, I just like shut down. My oh, body shit. just, was I don't know, it's like a, it's like a 24, like 48 hour bug. It's yeah, just yeah, horrific. Yeah. I was like in the corner, fully like coated up, shivering. <laughs> it was, the, the pub was boiling hot. The pub yeah. was yeah. absolutely yeah. roasting. Yeah. I was freezing. Was I couldn't speak like to anyone. I was just like head down. Yeah, it was horrific. Yeah. He then got up and played. Yeah, and I just nailed like a, a can of Coke, just like a sugar rush and then played. With a little like, sick bucket next to Yeah, had a sick oh, bucket no. next to me. <laughs> and then um, played, and I was actually fine. I think it was like the adrenaline of playing, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of saw me through. And then the last song... We thought he was going to die. Yeah. Yeah, I looked so fucking worried. ill. Like, I looked really yeah, bad. totally great. And um, the last song, I just started feeling really... Like, I started feeling right, like, I'm going to be sick soon. Yeah, yeah. And then finished the last song, I just walked off stage and just threw up everywhere. And then uh, I was really no. ill for the rest of that day and the next day as well. And you had to stay... Oh, the classic sleeping on the floor, uh, somewhere yeah, yeah. floor yeah. yeah just like in some flat somewhere yeah, just like yeah. dodgy sleeping arrangements so it was definitely right. an experience I remember yeah. I went on tour with um, the guys in Boxcoat when they were oh, they, yeah. they toured <laughs> with uh, this band from Italy called The Mild Yeah. and we were staying at some like some random's house in like Newcastle Yeah. and we got there like set up all fine and the bassist from The Mild like obviously didn't like say anything because he didn't think it would be a problem but like there was a cat in this flat and he's like I'm super allergic to cats, oh. and we like had to sort of like barricade him so he didn't fucking like oh come out like in a fucking anaphylactic shock. Yeah, yeah, like because it's things like that, though, isn't it? It's those little things that you in your day to day life that when you've got a routine, yeah, you, yeah. If you're allergic to cats, you can, you can carve out a lifestyle that yeah, avoids yeah, cats. Yeah. But as soon as you're on tour, like all you're that stuff's out the window. You're at the mercy, yeah, yeah of like. And like the, the politeness involved as well. You can't be like, oh my god, you've got a fucking cat. This is yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're just kind of like, oh, oh I'm really sorry. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm actually really allergic. Oh god, am I actually gonna like have an allergic reaction out of not wanting to like mildly upset yeah, someone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And weirdly, you mentioning about having a sick bucket. Yeah. It's kind of ironic that we're at sticky mics. So I remember seeing uh, Birds and Row here. Like, oh yeah. I think it might have been the first time they came over. Yeah. Um. And their bassist just halfway through the set, just like so you know where the like the little step is, like on the side yeah. of the mm. He just turned and just went, <laughs> and then just carried on playing. Yeah. And sort of like, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's horrendous. Um obviously new had the new record out this this year as well. Yes. So yeah. um in terms of kind of oh, the fluidity of it is something I wanted to talk about because obviously it all runs as one essentially. There's kind of a little sort of sound gaps in between tracks but most mm. majority of it does run as sort of a single piece of music so yeah so yeah. was that a, a conscious decision or was it just sort of when you were recording that that's how things panned out no there was a lot of time spent around because we demoed everything we spent a long time doing this album mm, like a yeah. lot of a lot of time went into it and i think we spent a lot of time before we recorded it well i did anyway thinking about um how things were going to run mm. uh and, and then like you, you end up with tracks where you think these are meant these have to be paired yeah um yeah. and i think lyrically it had a little bit of a journey yeah um definitely so i think the because it's the same with the set when we play we just try to make it one thing yeah yeah, yeah. um and i think the album reflected that quite mm. quite a lot like yeah yeah there was definitely a lot of, like harry spent a long time writing it and there were some songs where like 
we'd move parts from one song to another because it mm. felt kind of like they'd mesh together a bit better. I think there's definitely two songs on the album that might have been one song before. It was Marble Orchard and Guy, Guy for the, the Sick. sick. Like, right. So, so they're just, they, they share parts yeah. um, which cross over into the into the, the other song and um yeah so like things like that like I, I think it's just it's when it's on a record i think the the, the thing that i most wanted out of all of my life of doing bands was to see <laughs> yeah. a full lp uh, that i'd had a part in yeah, that yeah. was on a vinyl and yeah and like i don't know like i just thought that in that respect you, you don't get the the luxury of, of like skipping tracks or anything like that so it's, yeah, it's nice yeah, to have yeah, it yeah. just kind of work as a single thing because yeah. Obviously, then you get very aware of the the cut where you turn it over, and <laughs> yeah. I, I, I I just like I like being able to think about it like that because it's it's it's, it's we've grown up in a, in a digital age. We haven't we've thought about tracks as like single yeah, tracks. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's just nice to see it as like a fluid thing. Mm. But, yeah, yeah. And in terms of kind of like theme, was there kind of anything that you sort of had going into it at all? Like sort of like pulling influences. Like was there anyone that was drawing from it lyrically wise? Like, was there anything that that you specifically wanted to put across in the record? Yeah, I think I think I think like um, well, I guess do lyrics first, and then music. Yeah. But like, cause I, yeah. I think music's yeah. come from everyone. But I think lyri- lyrically, it was a lot about like seeing your family age, right? Yeah, and like yeah. seeing like just little things like like your nan dies. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. and then you realize you haven't said like the right things to them while they were alive, and then you're kind of like holding that always. It's, it's a very hard part of growing up, I think, when you're getting into your later twenties to start yeah, yeah. being like, okay, I'm starting to move into the the middle like sort of like <laughs> yeah. region of, of this family and yeah. like um as your parents start to get gray and older and stuff as well and then it's, it's like reflected in like family pets like you see the dog that you've had around since you were 12 that's no longer around yeah, and like, yeah, and like yeah. it's little it's, i think it's little things like that so i think it's the idea of like like trying to find a way of like uh being positive about that yeah. rather than like treating it as a like regret and everything else yeah. so I think that was that was the kind of like content lyrically going in was yeah. mostly yeah about dogs and old women <laughs> <laughs> that's a full <pool> quote <laughs> <laughs> and then like as I say like musically obviously you, you've met, all mentioned sort of like tastes kind of changing and, and things like that but were there kind of anything particular that you were necessarily like bringing to, to the table like Jake as you mentioned mm-hmm. sort of having a bit more of an indie background, like, was there anything that you guys were maybe sort of pulling in or how, how did that come about? I think I was just kind of, just kind of writing and playing to the songs. That right. when, like when Harry would, yeah, not, I didn't really bring, I, yeah, I tried not to bring many external influences into it, I guess. Just kind of writing to, thing. yeah, do my thing to what Harry, basically what Harry and Robin Heff were doing yeah. at the time. Because like, I think we'd worked with the songs for so long yeah. as well. So we'd had that we yeah we played them for so long we refined them to a point that was just yeah. kind of they almost stopped being music of a certain style yeah it's just like, okay. this is just a modern ritual song. yeah 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 I think I've there's never been I've never really picked up a bass and gone right I'm gonna play bass in this style right mm. now it's very much guided by kind of the way Harry's written the song um, and kind of what what the song calls for I guess so yeah yeah I've never I've never been like oh I want to make this bass line sound like this. Yeah, yeah. External influence or whatever. Mm. Um, but I, I think there was obviously like some level of like input from stuff we liked at the time. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I think like yeah. Me, overall, the whole record's like influenced quite a bit by probably listening to like quite a lot of pile at the time. Weirdly, I think Elliot Smith was a uh, yeah. Elliot Smith. <laughs> <loaded> <laughs> which the record I don't know why. Like, but yeah, there is definitely a lot of minute uh, moments on the record where we're like. Oh shit! Yeah, that's kind of like an Elliot and Smith modest mouse as well. Like, like, yeah, I don't, I don't know why, but yeah, they were there. Again, yeah. again, <laughs> not bands that we'd ever get compared to. But <laughs> yeah, no. so that's kind of and the Wrens as well, I guess. The like, Wrens was, was, yeah. was quite, yeah, quite yeah, a lot yeah. of the Wrens. 
Um, yeah, no, I think you're right there. I think Pyle and Ovlov had their fair share of influence. Yeah, and that's yeah, current yeah, bands. Yeah. That's bands that, like, like Pyle, if they came over, we'd hope to play with them. And there's yeah, not yeah. very many bands that we would the, expect the, 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 to get on a bill with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think we like to think that there's some, some area of... Of shared. of shared, yeah. Sound there. Yeah. I don't know. I don't is... know whether they'd say that. <laughs> they, they, yeah, they'd say fuck off. Yeah. But like, you know, we like to delude ourselves. Yeah. Don't we? yeah. <laughs> We're contemporaries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so our friends. In... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, but in terms of kind of you coming back onto Guitar Harry, was it mm. a nice sort of like thing to be writing music in that way again? Because yeah. obviously. In the long haul, see Lou does the majority of the guitar work. And mm. He's a fantastic guitarist. I'm not taking that away from oh, him. Oh yeah, but, yeah, but like, no, do. <laughs> <laughs> You're not <very> good. <laughs> but like, was it nice to sort of like come back and do a band again where you yeah. were doing guitar and stuff again? Because it's like doing lyrics is, is cool, but like it's annoying. It's like because it's like desk work, isn't it? You, you're yeah, in your yeah, room yeah. And like you got you, you got your corner where you where you where you do all this stuff. And yeah, yeah. Like, when you're waiting, you have to wait for someone to send you the part you're going to write something to is it's it's fine but like it, it's nice to just be able to like sort of um i'm struggling to find the right words today have a greater control over it oh uh, yeah just like birth it yourself a bit. Like, <laughs> you know what i mean like, like be able to start it from square yeah, one yeah, on yeah, your yeah, own yeah. and like not uh, reliant on other other moving parts yeah exactly mm. so yeah just, just so you can build it up from the foundation from scratch, rather than yeah. waiting sort of thing yeah yeah, yeah so it's, it's, again it's, it's out of necessity i think yeah. <laughs> <laughs> more than anything but like, and you kind of mentioned there, like, maybe not necessarily having sort of uh, contemporaries in the terms of, like, you're quite hard to sort of pigeonhole or niche or anything <laughs> like that. And, but, like, I think that's a good thing, like, especially in, in a day where there's so much music out there yeah. and there's so much sort of symmetry in music sort yeah. of thing. But, like, in that terms, has it kind of worked as a detriment in some facts as well? Many ways, many yeah. ways. Yeah, it's like, a challenge, isn't it? So it's, it's been, like, times... It's, it's like, for, for example, like, like being too loud for indie shows and, yeah. and too soft for like Hardcore heavy shows. shows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and and then like, it's like, I think like like last night I was at like playing with Rope and Wren. Um, and Rope were luckily for us a very because like they're good mates of ours. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we we sound fine together. But like, I think I was very intimidated about playing with a band as heavy as Wren. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when we were starting, I was kind of a little bit nervous about that. Um, and so you've got that part that creates anxieties, and then you've got the other part where you're playing with say I don't know a good example Pet Crow maybe yeah, is it, Pet Crow. Is again, well, even Brunch to an extent yeah and it's just like maybe people just want to have a good time yeah. <laughs> you don't want to get roped into like an, an intense kind of set so yeah. so I yeah I think you just get that kind of yeah, balance yeah, yeah. Um, and then kind of on the flip side has it kind of helped that you are playing sort of these wide sort of weird mixed bills and then maybe people are sort of checking you out afterwards because they might not have heard you like have so, you seen the, that happen i think from, maybe, the, yeah. from the point of view of like my own personal enjoyment of watching other bands then yes it's awesome because <laughs> I, I get to run like the full gamut of yeah like watching a band like ren last night it was so heavy and precise mm-hmm. and then uh, other times you know yeah we'll go and, and play a show with pet crow who are like yeah, a, yeah. like a dancey garagey mm. um indie sort of thing so yeah from that point of view i think like in terms of people finding us who may not have been exposed to us otherwise, don't know. I I, I think it's probably true to a degree, mm. but I, I think that um, in its um, not huge numbers, probably. No, uh, we tend to be quite, <laughs> yeah. quite down on ourselves when it comes to like thinking people like us. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's painful. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's it's just that like I don't know, like arc tangent again. I was just kind of thinking how many people are here for 
to see math rock and how many people are here to see Whatever something really yeah. heavy or yeah. something like Kundra yeah. or something and then um, and then we're playing and it's the Me first either. band on everyone's hung over and and you just, uh, I just hate that yeah. thing in the back of your mind that's going, who's fucking, who hates me right now? Yeah. <laughs> we have either wicked time signatures or crushingly heavy riffs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We bring so all you can feel is that you lack. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, so, <laughs> so yeah, but you're right. So it, but it's, 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 it comes all the way down to it. It's like either you are lacking and therefore not fitting in anywhere. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. you're gaining something from being able to move between different yeah, scenes. So yeah, like, yeah. So yeah, you just got to pick which one you, yeah. you look at. Yeah, like, yeah for sure. <laughs> and y- you mentioned Art Tangent because it's something that I wanted to, to bring up. Like, I thought it was really cool that you guys were on it. Like, mm. and we loved was, it. Yeah, it there was quite, quite a decent crowd in the yeah, tent for you guys. Yeah, it was really, so, really like, surprised. Was it quite? Because uh, have you ever played anything sort of like that? Big not before. with. Oh, uh, we. Uh, there's a Teddy Rocks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As, yeah as no, we, we I, haven't really. I wasn't was no. there as that show. No. Um. Yeah. No. That was certainly the first time I've walked out on a festival stage. Yeah. Yeah. There's been like quite a few people, people there. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck, like that, I think that, that, that reminded me more of something like remember Heavy Fest. Yeah. It, it, it reminded yeah, yeah. me more of that, and we never done anything like that before. No, yeah. Really, so. so was it quite like, so, like a daunting experience, or is, is it just a thing where like the adrenaline just kind of. The, gets through you they run through. it so well yeah. that it's really pleasant a lot of the stress yeah, was it was, taken it was out a great experience. Oh, okay. yeah. Like, yeah. we all had a great time like everyone, this, everyone was like really experienced festival planners and yeah. uh, sound engineers for yeah, these yeah. things and it was it was literally like you were on like a like a, like a rotor a, sort of thing yeah, yeah. you just sort of taken in and then taken out again and it was yeah. just like <laughs> it, it, there was no kind of like, sh- like a conveyor belt sort yeah of exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was and the, it was the minimum of fuss wasn't it admin wise which always helps us yeah, yeah. kind of like when yeah. you know we've played enough shows that have been poorly organized and we're quite well organized ourselves so we, we tend to get around early it. yeah yeah but, but yeah like i think quite a lot of the time there ends up being unnecessary stress which then makes you feel worse about the show which it shouldn't the two really shouldn't impinge on each other yeah mm-hmm. but yeah Arctangent there was none of that and I think like we're all confident enough with our own kind of songs and and the sort of musical knowledge betw- between us that it, it, it wasn't sca- uh, uh, yeah I was just really excited about playing yeah, it, yeah. It really fun. Yeah. and it's nice to see like the guys you're in a band with having lots of space yeah. and room to do things. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like, yeah. Great stage. That so. was absolutely lovely. And everyone gets to feel relaxed. Like the yeah. drums aren't going to move. Like Rob's not going to get cramped yeah. in the corner, yeah, surrounded yeah. by pedals. Like yeah. um, none of that's going to happen. So instead, like everyone's having you've a nice got, time. You've got yeah. your own breathing space. You can like you know dance around as much as you like and not worry you're going to brain someone with a headstock. Like yeah. <laughs> and, and Jake's up on a little platform. Yeah, oh, we're well, yeah, playing Riser. So no I'm less than fantastic. Um, obviously, we're coming towards the end of 2018. Obviously, you've had the mm. record out, done tours and stuff. So, are you wheels in motion for next year already? Oh yeah. yeah. So we're mm. we're doing. Um, we we recorded some tracks, and they were a weird experience because we had the recording, but when Hef was in the band, Hef quit. Tom joined, and has been great. Uh, like he's just he's, he's spent a lot of time on it. Yeah, um, yeah. But we had this recording booked, and so we're kind of like, well, let's just do it because because we we couldn't cancel anyway. Yeah. It was like deposit type situation. So we're just like, let's go ahead and do it. And we did, we spent a long time mixing the tracks, changing things and so on. Um, and I think we've now decided we're going to bring out two releases. Um, there'll be two tapes, hopefully. Okay, cool. Each with two tracks on. Um, and we're just going to get the art done with Archie, who was the original yeah, yeah. artist for stuff for us. Um, and get some little lyric, lyric books and just like get like a nice little physical release out of that, That's I think. Cool. And, um, yeah, so nothing too long. There'll be two short releases and then we'll think about something else. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, how I'd like to end it is to ask you guys what your favourite modern rituals 
song is, but with a bit of a twist. So, what is your favourite modern ritual song that you like to play live, and why? And I'm going to go in reverse order, so Jake will go with you first. Um, mine is probably Entrail. Yeah. Why? Yes. Um, I don't know. I I, just, I, I don't know. We have, we have when we play it live, we've got a weird little intro, and then when it actually kicks into the song, it's quite like a an open song it's yeah, kind of, yeah. and it's, it's quite groovy it's really fun to play I just love playing it really yeah, it's, yeah it's just great fun Rob will be uh, I mean Entrail is very high up there that's probably my favourite modern ritual song I think it's old as well like it's been yeah we've had it for a long time but it, so so as not to be repetitious um, I'm going to say the engine which comes straight after Entrail reason being I love the end of it so much. Like, oh, there's right. just a really beautiful groove at the end. You sounded really happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love the start. It's of it. one of my. <laughs> I, 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 the end of Engine's great. One of my absolute, again, like favorite modern ritual songs. It's kind of like a bit of a departure in style for us because it's a bit more like noise rocky post hardcore at the end, which isn't something we do very often. But it's a style of music I absolutely love, and just yeah, looking into that groove at the end, tapping the fuzz pedal right at the end, and everything just really blowing up. I really enjoy I really enjoy like just headbanging to yeah. it it's a lovely groove to be locked into cool. and last but not least Harry Harry Kaplan definitely the last song <laughs> e- easiest to sing least amount of lyrics um, and then just big, and it's the end of the set it's just really easy for me to play that song yeah. and it's there for like because it's like oh, okay all the hard bits with all the risks of kind of you know, things that go wrong yeah. that's all over now and I can just enjoy this yeah, final yeah, yeah. song yeah so yeah that's my one Perfect, guys, thank you very much. Thanks, Tim. So there we have it, folks. Thanks again to Jake, Rob and Harry for letting me put my microphone in front of their faces and having a little chat ahead of their show in Brighton. Um, As always, you can keep up to date with what's going on with Modern Rituals on all the various social media platforms, which, as always, will be linked in the description of this episode of the podcast. Um, that is it for another week but I just wanted to say we're starting to compile uh, our end of the year records of the year uh, lists Uh, I'll once again be joined by my brother Adam Birkbeck to discuss that Uh, it's kind of becoming an annual episode now two years in a row but I'm I'm going to make it an annual thing basically Um, but wanted to kind of hear what you guys are, are thinking of your records of the year there might be some that i've missed out or haven't even heard of so drop us a a message on on social media or ping us an email at just underscore and underscore insight at hotmail.co.uk let's know what your favorite records of 2018 have been um so yeah that is it for another week thank you again for stopping by the justin insight podcast and i will see you soon (laughs) 